Charmers. Hey, Charmers. Welcome into another episode of Miss Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know the drill. If you are new here, come on in. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Yes, 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 yes. Come on in. Come on in. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Get you something real nice to sip on. I like to remind my ladies to stay hydrated and my fellows, if you're listening, to stay hydrated. Get you some infused waters, you know, blueberries in your water, mint leaves, um, sliced strawberries, sliced cucumbers, however you like to get down, whatever is your fancy, whatever tickles your fancy. Go ahead and pour you up something real nice and sexy. You can have water, but make it sexy. Okay. Keep it simple, sexy. K-I-S-S. All right. And for those of you who need a little something extra to take the edge off, maybe it's just been one of those days, just one of them days, don't want to take it out on you, okay? (laughs) If it's just been one of those days, go ahead and get you a glass of champagne, a little uh, wine if need be, and just relax. You know, if you're listening to this as you're taking a bubble bath, sis, I'm with you in spirit, you just want to unwind. This is you time, me time, God time, all right? This is time for us to connect, to unwind, to let our hair down, to talk, to chit-chat, to grow, to learn, to hold each other's hands as we go through this journey of life in this circle of sisterhood or this circle of brotherhood, this community space. So thank you so much for joining me. That's for those of you who are new and for those of you who are returning, you know the drill. Okay, you probably already got you something sexy. All right, I'm with you, sis. I'm with you. And again, I just like to let people know in the beginning of each podcast who Miss Charm School podcast is actually for. This is a podcast for women in transition, women in transition from their womanhood into their queendom. So if you are called to this moment and you are called to this tribe, that is because there is something here for you. It's not by mistake. You took the nudge to go ahead and click play. And that means there is something here for you. For women who are in their queendom, or for those of you who are in transition out of your womanhood into your queendom, what does that actually mean Sunday? Well, I'm happy to tell you. When you are in transition out of your womanhood into your queendom, you are switching from a place of making decisions that only impact yourself in a state of singleness. And there's nothing wrong with that. We love our single seasons, okay? There are times in your queendom where you will have womanhood seasons. There are times in your queendom where your decisions really only affect yourself, right? But there is a space and time in every woman's life where they graduate from a place of womanhood where their decisions only really impact their lives and they are elevated into a place of queendom where your decisions actually impact nations. That can be your nation, can be your job. You may work in a high profile environment where the decisions that you make actually impact thousands or hundreds or even if it's 10 people. If you sit in a position where your decisions actually impact other people's lives, whether that be in entertainment or in a critical way, like a judge or a lawyer or a professor, right? Um, You're in an aspect of your queendom in your career. Queendom can also be in your family. If you have a child or a husband or you have family members that you are caretaker for, your decisions actually impact and affect other people's lives when it comes to family and relationships in that regard. Okay, so queendom can manifest itself in many different ways in your life. 
But this podcast is specifically for women on that journey who are transitioning out of a space of womanhood into a space of queendom, or you are currently in your space of queendom. All right. So I thank you so much for joining me for Miss Charm School podcast. That was quite the introduction, was it not? (laughs) But I guess I had to get all of that out for you who are maybe listening for the first time or for those of you who've been listening, but didn't really know what Miss Charm School podcast or who Miss Charm School podcast is specifically for. I want to thank you in advance for sharing this on social media, on your Facebook page, on your Twitter account, on your Instagram, sending that text message, that DM to your girlies or to your guys. I appreciate you spreading the wealth of this knowledge and the gems that inevitably you and people in your life are going to pick up from this space because it's a sacred space. I bring you guys into a sacred space with me and God. I keep it raw. I keep it real. The lessons that I share in this or the wisdom, if you feel there's any wisdom, that comes out in this podcast, and I know many of you do, they really come as lessons to me first. I live them. (laughs) I breathe them. I walk through them. I experience them. I cry through them. And then I get on here and I share with you. And so I'm so grateful for you sharing with other people in this life. Because what I realized in this season, especially, community is everything. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. Let that resonate within you right now, within yourselves, within your body. You are not alone. And for those of you who feel that you are, I want you to look at aloneness as all oneness. And especially for those of you who walk with God, who have given your life to Christ, the Bible promises you that you are never alone. There are moments in our life where we may feel lonely, but being all one and with the promise that you are never alone, it just simply means that you are complete. You're feeling this sensation of completeness when you are walking through seasons that feel like you are alone. You actually are not. And it just takes a perspective switch to actually look at your situation differently, that you are in a space of all oneness, you are completely whole, you are actually lacking nothing. And in a place of all oneness, and in a place of all oneness where your cup is full or filled, you are in a greater capacity to be able to pour out to others. And there is an aspect of all oneness, aloneness that you need even when you are doing partnerships with others in career or in your marriage, or in your love relationships, or with your children, there's an aspect of all oneness that you need to engage in on a daily basis to recharge and refuel your cup. And actually, that's a little bit of what I want to get into today. So recently, um, last week's episode did not release because Sunday was on vacation. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I was in the beautiful city of San Diego, California, where I actually grew up, and I was on the beach and just reconnecting with family and friends and just taking so much of a recharge time that I really needed to take. And I know I had mentioned in a previous episode about the feminine needing to recharge in nature. And the beautiful thing about San Diego and going to the beach and sitting down on the sand and just 
you know, walking to the water, there's such a wonderful exchange and release and relaxation that you enter into when you witness sights like that. For some of you, it's hiking in the mountains that recharges you. For some of you, it's sitting up under a big tree. For some of us, it's palm trees and beaches. <laughs> For us tropical babies, okay? So that's where I was and taking a very much needed break and relaxation. And the beautiful thing about that is, again, entering into a space of recharge. But in that space of recharge, I sort of slacked on my spiritual practice, okay? I was still praying and talking to God throughout the day, but I wasn't, you know, going as deep into my carved out daily spiritual time as I normally do. I wasn't pouring into all oneness as I normally do. And I ended up in a situation where I was clawing clawing at other people in my life for time and for attention, specific, specifically a man's. <laughs> and I was starting to feel really heavy about it. And I'm learning to check in with my body when the body starts to feel heavy, when the body starts to break down, when you get sick, if you have an outbreak, if you find yourself bumping into a lot of things and getting bruises on your body, right? Oftentimes, and not, not in every case, but if you're like me and you understand that the spiritual and the natural is way more connected than many people like to realize, then you will maybe be able to accept the thought that a lot of things actually are going on in the spiritual realm first before it manifests in the physical. So in the physical, I was manifesting just frustration and whininess and complainingness and just a whole negative energy. And because I do have a daily practice of walking with God and a and a spiritual practice, I understand and I also read a lot, you know, I understand how powerful your thoughts are, how powerful your emotions are. And the more charged your emotions come around certain thoughts, the quicker and easier it is to manifest the exact thing that you're thinking and feeling into. And so I'm having all of these like, you know, charged negative thoughts and feelings around a particular person. And I'm like, we're going to break up. It's not going to work. You know, all of these things. I'm not happy. And, you know, if I never said it with my words, but I was thinking to myself, if this, 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 this doesn't happen, if this gets canceled and this happens and this happens, that's it. And I had just had so much energy around it. And then I was spending energy, even as I'm repeating it to you, I... I feel how draining it is, how negative it is. Like then I was repeating the conversation to loved ones and repeating it to girlfriends and all of that stuff. And guess what? <laughs> all that I feared, as the Bible said, greatly came upon me. All that energy that I and attention I was giving to negative things, they all came upon me. And when I got back to Chicago, where I live, home base, shout out to Shy City, I thought to myself, like, okay, girl, let's get back into our spiritual practice. We've just been off our rocker. Like, you, where's your personal peace? Let's tap back in. And as I got back into the spiritual practice and I got back into settling into all oneness, I found myself again. I found my perspective. I found the positivity. I found the silver lining. I found the grace. I found the forgiveness. 
forgiveness with myself. I found the permission to allow myself to have emotions and to feel. I stopped feeling confused. I stopped second guessing myself. I stopped having mental warfare or mental anguish around what should I do when there's something that I need to do. There's actually nothing you need to do, queen. If you're a woman in your queendom, all you need to do is connect back to all oneness. That's all you need to do. There's nothing actually truly in the physical that you need to effort to do. Now, I'm not saying that you don't have to work or, you know, I'm not saying those things. But what I'm saying is when you, as a woman in her divine feminine energy, in her queendom, when you stop, pause, go into your sacred space and reconnect with God, reconnect with yourself, reconnect with all oneness in your alone time, in your sacred time, when you stop to reconnect with all that is, all oneness, all wisdom, all love, all joy, all peace, all perspective, all understanding, all knowledge, there is nothing off limits to you. There is nothing that will be withheld from those whom God loves and God loves you, absolutely loves you, adores you. It just takes de-plugging from the chatter and the chaos and the static. Literally, if you think about a radio, think about when you are not tuned into the right radio station, there's static that comes across, just white noise. When you detach from the white noise of a lower vibrational energy and you tap into love, which is the highest vibrational frequency, God is love. When you tap back into all oneness in your alone time, in your sacred time with God, you refuel, you recharge, you reconnect, you gain perspective, you gain wisdom if you ask for it, you gain understanding. God will lead you to understanding. He says to seek out understanding and knowledge like treasure. You have to seek out understanding. But if you are quiet enough and in tune enough to pay attention to the gentle nudges that the Holy Spirit gives you, the Holy Spirit is always guiding you to all truth. We have to be tuned in enough, sometimes operating slow enough, attentive enough to pay attention to the silent nudges. Open this file on your computer. Google this in the internet search bar. Walk over to that cabinet and move that thing around and check to see what's behind that thing in your cabinet. Something's been telling you like, what's back there? I don't, I don't even remember what's back there, but you've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. But whatever it is that your whole, the Holy Spirit within you is prompting you to go do and to go see about is that gentle nudge to bring you back to a place that refuels you in a place of peace, out of an energy of love, out of a space of abundance. And so that's the recent journey that I've been on in this aspect of queendom, is maintaining that daily spiritual practice and walk with God. And sometimes, I'm not going to lie, when I was back in vacation mode and clawing at people, <laughs> whining, um, and I feel God actually correcting me with that. I had an energy of like, pay me attention, pay me attention, pay me attention. And the reality is it wasn't coming from a bad place. It was coming from a good place. You know, I 
wanted to spend time and love on the people that I came home to love on. That was my heart's desire. And when I started to feel, resistance is not the word, when I started to feel blockages around being able to meet my desire, I started to look at the situation. I started to look at, to use another Bible reference, the wind and the waves, instead of focusing my eyes on Jesus as he walked on top of the water. You know, instead of flowing through a situation with grace and ease, I started to look at the circumstances and surroundings, and I started to let my surroundings talk to me. And I allowed my surroundings, my circumstances, I was drawing conclusions from the things that I saw, from the things that I was experiencing. Wind is something you can't see with the natural eye. You can only see it affect things around you. You can only feel it blowing on you, right? You can't actually see it with the tangible eyes. So I started to allow things that I couldn't see with a tangible eye, but I was feeling the effects of. I started to allow that stuff into my mind to allow doubt, to create doubt. And that's that feels kind of heavily spiritual what I'm sharing, but you who understand and connect, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so I allowed these situations to get me to sink. Like Peter, he started walking on water, but then he looked around him. Doubt entered into his mind. A lot of people preach that, you know, Peter looked at the wind and the waves and he started to sink. But actually, what God said to him when he came to get him out of a place of drowning was, why did you doubt? Jesus didn't say to him, why did you look at the wind and the waves? He said, why did you doubt? Think about that. Why would God ask, why did you doubt? If what made him sink was the wind and the waves. I don't think the wind and the waves is what actually made him sink. I think it was his mental perspective, his doubtful mind. He looked at the wind and the waves, circumstances, situations beyond his control. And then he began to doubt in his mind and in his heart. And it's the doubt, the unsurety, the, mm, I don't know how this is possible. Mm, I shouldn't be able to do this. I can't do this. It was those thoughts, that energy that immediately caused him to sink. And that's why Jesus said, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And so being back in my all oneness and my quiet time with God and my daily spiritual practice with God reminded me of that. Why did you doubt? Now, I could tell I was off. You know, I could... When I was home and I started to have all these feelings, I was like, oh my God, I got to get away from this person. They're just being negative. Oh my God, I got to go for a walk. Okay, I got to go connect in nature. Okay, let me pray. But I just, I didn't bring myself back to the all oneness. I had such a strong, doubtful energy. Like I said, I, I started looking at the situation and I started allowing old fears, old doubts, thoughts, words of other people to come into my life old feelings, you know, old situations in my past that weren't, that I felt like did not work out favorably for me. All of that, all that mental chatter was so loud. And then I began to doubt. So 
that's really, really, really what I wanted to share with you guys today is how important it is to stay in your spiritual practice, even if it's 30 minutes a day, to de-plugging from the outer world, the outer chatter, and getting back to all oneness with God. For some of you, that's going to be reading a scripture a day, praying. For some of you, that's dance. For some of you, that's moving your physical body in yoga. For some of you, that's meditating on a scripture or singing a worship song or just being quiet as you're cooking or making a smoothie. For some of you, it's just laying down and taking a nap. (laughs) You know, for some of you, it's meditation. Right now, for me, meditation is huge because I need to visualize things. I I need a new vision from God. The old vision of yesterday is no longer profitable for my today, for my right now. So recently I had to connect with my spiritual coach and mentor and they helped me walk through a process. They helped me not giving me any answers. Like I'm not giving you any answers. My spiritual teacher didn't give me any answers. She specifically shared with me, I'm not able to give you the answers. The answers are inside of you. God has the answers for you that are tailor-made for you. You gotta do the work. You gotta change your mindset. You gotta hand back to God all of the dream, not dreams, but all of the old visions that don't fit you in a state of queendom. And that's what I'm sharing with you. There's old visions and old, you know, perspectives and old thought that you thoughts that you had about yourself. And you need to submit those things back to God. It doesn't mean that you necessarily need to go back to the drawing board. Some of the old vision may be applicable for today, but it may be a twist. It may be a shift. You know, it may be an upgrade. There may, instead of the 1.0 version, you may be on the 3.0 version now, but you need to tune back in. You need to get back to all oneness and ask God the right questions so that you can get the right answers. And that's a whole nother episode (laughs) about asking the right questions to God. And sometimes when you don't know what to ask God, just sit in your meditation, your prayer time, say, God, I don't know what to say. What do I ask you? What do I ask? And so I'm going to stop there because I could go on and on and on. But I really just wanted to chat with y'all and Have a conversation where we flow and be that gentle reminder to connect back to yourself, to connect back to God, to plug in, to make time for all oneness. Carve out the time, sis. It's worth it. When you're unsure and the world is so loud at times, it's easy to say, you know, I just need to get out. I just need to, you know... I love Beyonce's song, Break My Soul, right? Like, I just fell in love. I just quit my job. Damn, they work me so damn hard. You know, if you're anything like me, when things get tough or challenging or people get on my nerves, I have a tendency to completely withdraw or just say, you know what? I'm going to cut it, cut it, hey, cut it, cut it, right? Like, that's, (laughs) that's a part of my personality, You know, but the beautiful thing of walking through life, and if you ever want to walk through life with others, you're going to have to put on your boots for the journey. It's not a sprint. It is a marathon. 
And so in order to stand the test of time, in order to stand on top of your story in a place of victory, out of a place of victory, and not in a space of a victim, it's going to take a perspective shift. It's going to take quiet time plugging into yourself in meditation. Some of us need a fresh vision from God. Some of us need a fresh perspective. Some of us need new words. We literally need new language on our tongue so that when we're going out into the world speaking our reality into existence, we're speaking words of power that are creating what we want and not creating what we don't want. And that's another piece, and I, I, I'm only going to mention it briefly because it can be an, its own episode. We've, I have to specifically change the conversation, stop giving attention and energy and power, emotional power, feeling power, and tongue power with my words to the things I do not want. Because the more you give that time, energy, emotion, attention, you're just creating it. You are in a powerful space as you transition from womanhood to queendom. In a, in a space of queendom, when a queen sits on her throne, if she's feeling bad, there are a lot of people around her are going to feel that. When she's not in a good mood, other people around her are going to experience that. When she's happy and everything's good, people around her can feel that. Her decisions are going to reflect that energy and out of that space. The kingdom is happy. When the queen mourns, the queendom, the kingdom mourns. She's powerful. She's not the woman in the corner of the room. And if that woman's having a bad day and crying, it doesn't impact the nation. When a queen feels anything good, bad, and different, it can impact nations. It can be the, the difference between someone's next breath of being alive and them no longer being alive. That's how powerful she is. And so in this space that we are all being called into, because quite frankly, the world needs queens. And I know that's like a cute little cultural thing. No, no, no. The world needs you power, powerful, standing in your power, sis. Or a man listening to this, the world needs kings standing in their power. There is no more time for games. There is no more time. You know, I know that we're in our humanity. And I know that in our humanity, you know, we make mistakes. We, we sometimes miss the mark. And that's okay, we're gracious with ourselves. But it takes a daily practice of plugging in, of tuning in, of hearing God clearly. And how do you hear God clearly? You have to tune out all the other noise. And sometimes it means sitting and just being quiet, saying, God, I'm here, I'm listening. What do you have for me today? What's the vision that you want me to hold today? What are the words that you want me to say today to create the world and the reality that you saw for me from the foundations of the world? How do I approach this situation? Sometimes we get so caught up in chasing sermon after sermon after teacher after teacher after teacher, and we're looking for that person to tell us what to do. Time out for that level of walking with God. It is time to actually step into a place of maturity where you truly have a relationship with God yourself and you know how to go before God and hear God clearly 
then when the teacher comes along, the teacher should be confirming or adding to what God has already revealed to you in your quiet time with him, in your all one time, your alone time with him. And so I know that's a lot, <laughs> but I know you vibe. I know there's a lot of gems and nuggets that are coming through right now as I flow in the spirit of the Holy Spirit. But um, this is what I recently have been practicing. This is what I've literally been going through. This is the journey. This is the journey. And so if you're like me, and you're like, dang, I, I know I missed the mark with that or with these people in my life. I know for sure I was getting on their damn nerves and they was getting on my damn nerves. Just send those moments in your history, love, light, peace, joy, forgiveness, smooth them out in your energy. Bring them before your mind in meditation and just kiss on them. Smile at them, laugh at them. And be gracious with yourself. And I promise you, something that small, when you make peace with it, you'll you'll see in your lived experiences, it's going to shift how other people around you see it at this level of walking. In your womanhood, hmm, I don't know. But this level of walking with God in your queendom, when you shift, people around you shift. You are truly the creator of your world, of your destiny. But we don't want to create our destiny after God, we want to create and walk in whatever we're supposed to be doing. Like Lauren London said so graciously in her interview with Angela, Angie Martinez. She said so graciously, whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing on this planet with the time I have on this planet that God has for me to do. I just don't want to miss that. That's a queen statement. Ooh, I'm getting chills. That's a queen statement. We don't want to create our life absent of God. We want to make sure that we hit the target for what God had in mind for us when we were sent to this realm of existence. Because at the end of the day, that is accomplishment. At the end of the day, me meeting my target furthers whatever God's agenda is for humanity. And that's a job well done. And when a person steps into their queendom, that's how they begin to think. And they realize that their words, their thoughts, their actions, their alone time with God, which is often not speaking, they realize that all of that is actually extremely powerful and purpose-filled in hitting the target. Then you can step into a place of power, of healing others, of smiling in a room and lifting the energy of the entire room. Because you're not just, as my spiritual mentor shared with me, you're not just a vibe anymore. You're the moment. You're the experience. You are a representation of the creator in the flesh. And I don't say that to make it feel like a large mantle. It should feel like joy. And it doesn't mean perfection. Free yourself of that. It does not mean perfection. But it means understanding that there is an anointing, a responsibility, a grace to walk in that anointing every single day and living a life filled with purpose. I believe in you. I love you. I'm grateful to partner with you in this journey of life. You are special to God. And because you are special to God, 
you are special to me. I encourage you, man or woman of great power, to walk in your queendom, walk in your kingdom, and live life on purpose. And in order to do that, make sure you do not skip out on all one time, your alone time with God. I love you. I'll speak to you soon.